The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Welcome, friends around the world. Today's theme is Collaboration and Assessment. Today's guests are Mike Thompson, who is CEO of SVI, a talent development company on a mission to create irresistible companies and extraordinary people. And I think with Mike, uh, he'll show us that those are actually uh, uh, joined at the hip. They are necessary components. We also, uh, later in the show, we will have Dr. Stephen Hobbs, who guides entrepreneurs and executives to design and realize extraordinary life and business legacy experiences for the self and with others. So listeners, what's the feeling within your organization? How do you feel in your organization? I want to get you inside that feeling right away. Do you feel anticipation, excitement, frustration, anger, delight, abandonment? And are you tired of things happening over and over and over and over and over and over? Today, together, we're going to explore organizational cultures and what makes them great or not. And we talk about the tools that Mike, Stephen, and I offer to help your organization progress faster. My book isn't called How to Pretend to Collaborate and Call a Meeting, nor is my book called How to Encourage Groupthink. It's called Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration. Yes, a culture of collaboration. Collaboration is how we work together. And you are listening because you're looking for ways to work together better. So let's jump right in with uh, the amazing Mike Thompson. He's a a collaborator extraordinaire. Um, I've got his book, his most recent book, Forging Grit, right in front of me. It's a beautiful story. He engages us into leadership and working together better and 360 assessments and team development through wonderful stories. Mike is the CEO and of SBI, and Mike and SBI partner with complex global organizations. That's right, complex global organizations to train, engage, assess, and develop their entire workforce. As one of the most forward thinkers in leadership, Mike coaches executives and next-generation CEOs at many of the world's largest companies. Yeah, this is this is true. We are uh, fortunate to have Mike on the show, on our radio show today. Mike's toured the world. He doesn't stick inside of boardrooms and conference halls. He's studied leadership in some of the most primitive environments to gain deeper level of leadership insights. 
in all types of communities and cultures around the globe. He's the author of three top-selling business and leadership books, The Organizational Champion, How to Develop Passionate Change Agents at Every Level, The Anywhere Leader, How to Lead and Succeed in Any Business Environment, and most recently, in 2016, Forging Grit, A Story of Leadership, Perseverance. Mike holds a master's degree in leadership and ethics from John Brown University and serves as the president of the Dallas chapter of the Association of Talent Development. Mike's also received numerous recognitions, including Business of the Year finalist and the 40 Under 40 Award in his home state of Arkansas. Welcome, Mike. Hi, David. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Where Where are you today, Mike? Well, I, I, my home state is Arkansas, but I I live, I reside in, in Dallas, Texas, and that's where I am today. Yeah. Well, welcome, Texas. Uh, when Camille Nash, our executive producer, uh, talked to me back in in um, December of 2016, uh, Camille said, you know, your, your top three listenership audiences are England, Texas, and California, so you must be Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I got to say, the Texas weather in January is outstanding, mid-70s, uh-huh. beautiful, sunny day. Fantastic, and you're not on the road today. No, not today. Tomorrow, but uh, but today is good. Well, let's let's talk. Uh, I'd like to start off with some of the questions that uh, are on my mind. Now, Mike, you hear sure. collaboration thrown out often, but what can leaders do to maximize the collaboration process? It's an interesting question, Dave, because I I, I believe this term collaboration gets kind of thrown out, and people might might often think that collaboration is is just having a conversation and well I'm I know that that's part of it I think the the term collaboration draws much deeper meaning uh to the table and one of the things that I find really really interesting as we think about collaboration is people oftentimes show up uh to a meeting or a collaboration session and and they really haven't confirmed their own position. They they come ready to listen, which is really nice. Listening is a is a really powerful thing for leaders. But I don't think we can come to the collaboration session only ready to listen. We've got to come ready to contribute as well. And so oftentimes I'll I'll challenge our team and and, and others to say before you show up at this session you need to spend time in personal reflection. I, I like your term groupthink. If you don't bring your, um, if you don't bring your own insights and, and, and your own opinions, then you run the risk of falling into groupthink, which might be counter to a valuable solution or, um, or counter to, to, to your values and, and beliefs. So the biggest thing for me for, one of the biggest things for me for collaboration is showing up ready to contribute and ready to listen. It needs to be a two-way process there, and that means that you need to put some investment of personal reflection time prior to uh, prior to a collaborative session. Yeah, thank you for that, Mike. You know, the uh, how many meetings do we go through, and it's just like Groundhog Day. 
You know, and it's the uh, Sermon from the Mount, you know, somebody at the end of the rectangular table doing all the talk and a, a few people responding and most people just listening and not engaged. A lot. And I think it's, I think it's happening more and more. I, I, you, you don't see organizations, or oftentimes you don't see organizations know how to just dialogue and just have that productive meeting. You, you, you might see someone owning the, owning the conversation and then they, they realize that they're owning the conversation and, and they want to kind of retreat a little bit. So they'll throw a question out there to the group with no response. And, um, and, and that obviously doesn't, doesn't create for a productive meeting. Yeah. So the contribution side is important. Well, let's just close this meeting since nobody's really prepared and I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> How does that right. work? <laughs> right. You know, I, one of the things that I've uh, written in my book, and, and I see it in yours as well, Mike, is uh, the willingness to be courageous, to uh, be the outsider, to, to challenge what is expected, right. to say, I've got a different perspective here. Will you listen to me? Right. Those are my favorite leaders. When, when I am in a discussion with others around the table and there's pushback, um, I, I really, really value that because my idea alone is not nearly as valuable as my idea plus your idea. Huh. And, yeah. and when, those two, when that dynamic happens, um, all of a sudden, my idea plus your idea kind of brought together creates that wow idea. Uh, better than it could ever have been if it was just uh, one of us. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Mike. You know, one of the things that uh, we as leaders uh, have difficulty with is getting a sense of, okay, how collaborative are we as a leader and how collaborative is our team? You know, we get hints of it. But uh, with SBI, and you've got a great team that I've experienced in the last eight months. Um, you. You do. You really, uh, you're really on the money, and you've got experience and expertise with some of the largest and most complex corporations. Um, I'm thinking about yeah. the term: what gets measured gets done. And right. the thing right. with your SBI 360 assessments, uh, it gets measured, and it's a foundation for evolution. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the SBI approach to 360s? Certainly, it's it's a great way to to capture data. Um, you know, not just make it all about emotion or all about a, opinion or about perception, um, but it's a way to, to collect data uh, from up, down, and and across within the organization. Uh, sometimes we might be good at, at leading up, um, and that means being effective with our bosses. Sometimes we might be most effective leading down through the organization, leading our direct reports, and sometimes we're better leading across the organization where we work effectively with our peers. What the 360 tool does is it captures data from all of those groups, from our boss or our supervisor, from our direct reports, from our peers, and and it delivers that data and say, you know what, Um, here's the areas that you... Uh, you're, you're extremely competent in, um, maybe extremely competent rated by your direct reports, but, but your boss or your supervisor might not rank you so high in that competency. And so it gives you 
the insight so that you can say, you know what, I'm I'm doing fine with this competency leading down in my organization, but as far as leading up through the organization, not doing so good. And it helps people really focus in that critical area and be intentional uh, with 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 closing that gap. Um, but the 360 is such a valuable tool because it it, it, it gets that exactly what it says that that 360 degree insight. What I'm most yeah. what I'm what I'm most excited about, really, Dave, is just the the partnership that we have. We have never identified or ever seen a 360 degree assessment that measures a competency model behind collaboration until we until we ran across you. And so, the opportunity to to talk to the expert you and and have you put your collaboration competencies in the the 360 degree tool now allows anyone at any time to uh, to to capture those insights and that data around how they're doing from a collaboration competency up through the organization down through the organization across the organization and when all of an organization's leaders commit to capturing those insights and the data that's really where you can move the needle on this culture of collaboration. So I think the 360-degree tool is a really, really powerful way to create that culture of collaboration. Yeah, well, thank you for that, Mike. And, and uh, for uh, listeners, you can go to my website, davidbsavage.com, and, and check it out and contact either SVI or I. You know what? I'm really uh, proud of the uh, world's first collaborative leadership 360-degree assessment that we've uh, co-developed. I know that uh, many of our audience have experienced 360s. Um, Some of them, what I find is uh, very common. Leaders will say, oh, uh, I guess I don't delegate enough. I better delegate. And then it's kind of flat. It's like uh, budgets and strategic plans in some organizations. You, you do it and you think about it for a month or two and then you let it go. And, and what uh, SVI and myself are doing are really creating a platform for continual improvement, for constant change, for a strategic advantage of how do we excel as, a, as an organization through assessments. And then with those assessments in particular, Custom divine design, well, divine too, I guess. Custom <laughs> design, uh, what needs to happen over the next months and years? You know, this is to build this culture. It doesn't happen in a meeting. It happens over time in every interaction. Uh, it could could be something that uh, organizations look at, and I would argue should look at constantly. And as a minimum, every six months, every year, how are we doing? How are we progressing? Where's the gaps now? Right, right. I think one of the the other thing I'll jump in here again, Mike, is uh, one of the things that we uh, developed together and we collaborated on was we actually talk about the foundations of leadership, which is values. What are your values? Right. And how do you how do you approach that? How do you... How do you bring your values to work? How do you make sure that people are safe, trusted, respected, included, listened to, and uh, innovate? So, right. what, um, Mike, what do you think collaboration as a competency is becoming? Why do you think co- collaboration is becoming more and more necessary in today's business environment? 
Gosh, I, I, I see it. I see its necessity so much in organizations today, more today than ever. And the reason being is just because I believe that there's so much uncertainty that exists in the in the global business environment today. Competition is so much more fierce. The speed of business moves so much faster than it used to. Um, just innovation, disruption. All of these kinds of things bring about uncertainty. Uh, decades ago, we it was maybe a little bit easier because we we could craft a, an answer book, and and that answer book would say, "Gosh, here's here's our business. Here's how we do our business. Our business doesn't change that often, and so if you just do these things, then our business will be delivered well." But in today's business environment, my gosh, you wake up in the morning and, and you read the, the, the top news of the day and you realize that everything you had planned has just been blown up. And by the way, there's nowhere you can go to answer it or, or, or identify a solution for it because the answer book just doesn't exist. The magnitude of the change, the disruption is so extreme that nobody predicted that this was going to happen. And yet you've got to make a move. You've got to do something quickly. Your business, and that's where this idea of agility comes in with our businesses today. Our businesses have to be very, very agile. They've got to move. They've got to shift. And, 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 and it's because we don't know what we're going to face. That's, that's the uncertainty that we deal with every day. So collaboration is absolutely key because if I'm going to be able to react, if I'm going to be able to, to build that nimbleness within my organization, that agility within my organization, I better make sure that we are extremely connected as an organization, uh, that we're not all working in silos within the organization, because if we're all working in silos, then, then our, our solution stops with the only thing we have in our mind. But if we can reach across the aisle, if we have a, that collaborative culture, then we can qu- quickly connect with others, combine our insights and ideas, and, and formulate a much quicker and much uh, more effective game plan to, to face the uncertainty that was just presented to us. So, so that, that, that connection, that connected culture is is extremely important to to battle against the uncertainty of our businesses today. Yeah, I, I love and I was thinking about the word agility and agile and read and react. I'm, I'm also looking at your book, Forging Grit, which is a story around leadership and your experience in the, the Himalayas in Nepal. And I'm thinking, you know, right. it was only a couple of years ago, maybe not even that, where there was many of uh, people in both of our communities in in the United States and Canada who were actually trekking in that area at the time of a massive earthquake. Right. So just yeah. using that as a metaphor is if we we're, we're walking along the the uh, base camp trail and we got our answer book and all of a sudden there's an avalanche or or a rock slide or an earthquake. You know, do we just sit down and wait until somebody helicopters in a new answer book? No, no. We, right. we got to figure it out and help people and, and save lives and and create some safety. So uh, I really like Absolutely. that agility. And, and uh, I think earthquakes 
are not too harsh a metaphor for what's happening in business and organizations in the world today. Not at all. So as we as we close here, Mike, what's one thing that you would challenge our listeners to do, be, or change? Gosh, that's uh, something I've been thinking. I'd say two things. Can I give you two, Dave? Is that okay? You bet. That's a bonus. Uh, one is is just I think today's business environment and leadership today just takes takes more courage. Um, it takes more courage because our culture's demand and collaboration demands that we share more, not less. We share early and often. Uh, we're transparent. We're more vulnerable. Um, as leaders, we let more people in. We don't lead from a guarded perspective, and so, so, so I think that that requires a lot more courage today. And I would just ask the listeners to to really focus on that. What are some things that I can do to be more courageous as a leader? To be more vulnerable, transparent, less guarded. Um, those, if you can do that, that's going to help create a more collaborative culture. The other thing that I would say is just, um, it's one of the hardest things to do, but be fully present with, with the, the technology today, the social media, it is really, really difficult to, to go into a, a collaborative meeting and not be distracted from one of a hundred different things, um, but I got to tell you, the people that have influenced my life the most, the people that have have made the biggest impression on me, are those that in any conversation I have with them, they give me their full and deep attention. They are fully present with every interaction, and it makes those interactions so much more productive, the trust so much higher, and the outcome so much more valuable. So I, w- I would probably say those two things. Well, thank you for being so fully present today with our uh, listeners and with me, Mike. Uh, Mike Thompson, thank you very much for joining our show today. Yeah, thank you, Dave. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company, while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network. Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com that's davidbsavage.com from the boardroom to you voice america business network you are listening to breakthrough to yes with collaboration to reach david b savage or his guest today call into the program at 1-866-472-5790 
That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to david at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Welcome back, everyone. Our theme today is collaboration and assessment. We're focusing on organizational culture. And remember, my book is not called How to Pretend to Collaborate or Call a Meeting, nor is my book called How to Encourage Groupthink. It's called Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration. Collaboration is how we work together, and it's a system. It is not an event. I am so delighted to uh, introduce to you my friends, Dr. Stephen Hobbs, who is also my friend. Stephen is uh, what he describes as a gray digital nomad. He's worked on six of the seven continents. By day, Stephen guides entrepreneurs and executives to design and realize extraordinary life business legacy experiences for self and with others. By night, he co-writes about Awarest, a magical forest of awareness where trees are educators. Yeah, trees are educators to children. We're going to go into that shortly with Stephen. Stephen created the Right to Shade program. He funds through philanthropic efforts of his business, Wealth Movement. That's W-E-L-L-T-H Movement. Stephen's background includes self-publishing 12 books. Yeah, 12. He's a business mentor, life coach, and a university professor. We've got uh, some great quotes from Dr. Stephen Hobbs. They include, Legacy is the organization of extraordinary life experiences. Leadership legacy is the organization of extraordinary workplace experiences. And collaboration is the organization of workplace culture. And I think, listeners, you can uh, tell exactly why I've asked my friend and mentor and coach, Dr. Stephen Hobbs, to join us today. Welcome, Stephen. Well, thank you, David. It's great to be here with you. It is uh, wonderful to have you on our show. So let's actually go back a little bit about the magical forest of awareness. Tell, <laughs> tell our listeners more about that. I'm, I've learned a little bit about this, uh, everyone, in the last couple months, and it's some brilliant metaphor and uh, I'll let Stephen explain it to you. Well, to share the the story of awareness, I'd have to go back quite a few years uh, when I was working in Eastern Africa, country Uganda, and I noticed that there's a lot of schools that don't have trees in the schoolyards. And we were working on a program to help them plant trees into the schoolyards and on the hills. But one of the things that I started to recognize is that wouldn't it be great if the kids have these trees, but to have them from a shade perspective so that they could do their reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so I've thought about how could I start to support this a really wonderful um, opportunity to, to plant trees. And so it's grown and grown and grown. And um, so I created the Right to Shade program as a way in which to, uh, to fund that. And obviously... You need some products and services, so I created Awareist, which was this magical forest where the trees are the educators of children. And I have created a council of nine trees, 
and we are going through writing books that introduce the trees to the children and just to grow it and grow it and grow it from there. And no pun intended, but it is to grow and to grow and to grow. <laughs> yeah, and legacy is an important word in your work. Yes. Now, yeah, it's, it, it, if I could just share just a, uh, a little bit about that. Legacy is really about uh, what you gift to others. Um, and I'm being very purposeful in the use of the word gift uh, because there are things that you can give to people, but there are things that you can gift to people. And awarest and uh, right to shade is my gift to the world. So you also have amongst your guests to the world uh, 12 books. And uh, yep. maybe pick pick about pick one that just comes to mind that you might find helpful for our listeners and and what what's the name uh, what's uh, what's it about and uh, where do people buy it? All right, well, uh, I'll do it in reverse action. It's uh, on Amazon, both in the Kindle and the soft cover. And the book is called "Help Them Help You Manage Lead." And it's about nine educating approaches that people who manage and lead can use to help their employees and even help their customers to help them to manage and lead. Because when you know more uh, from your customers and your employees, in their words, you can do much better in how you approach your managing and leading. And this book was actually born out of 22 summers of being a whitewater rafting guide, sitting in the back of the boat thinking about how do I help my crew have a great experience um, because I meet them, I don't know them, to when they get off the raft a couple hours later, how much we can be friends and using these educating approaches. So I just took that experience, that extraordinary experience, and placed it in the workplace. And that's what the book is called, Help Them, Help You, Manage Lead. Yeah, that's uh, it's a wonderful book, listeners. I've got it. I've read it. Uh, it is a gift. Uh, one, one of the things that even in the title our listeners are probably curious about is, okay, tell us why you talk about manage and lead as different things. So what does that mean? Well, actually, they're not so much different as they are complementary, is to yeah. have managing, you have leading, and to have leading, you have managing. So I know when I see people advertise courses that says, oh, come and get your uh, leadership and your leading down. Well, if you're going to do that, you have to understand management and managing. And so whenever I present them, I put them together. So manage, lead is always a combination or managers, leaders. I always use them in combination because of their complementarity. Thank you. So here's a question that, I think is a pretty powerful question. Stephen, are extraordinary experiences collaborative? I believe they are. If we go back to the notion of what collaboration is about, which is um, that you can be assertive in what you want to present, but you're cooperating while you're doing it. That That's a sense of collaboration. And that uh, comes from years ago, a Thomas Kilman um, book, and they have an assessment that they use and I've always had that stuck with me over the years. And if you're going to create extraordinary experiences, which is what I hope your listeners would be doing if they're in the workplace or even in community, is that extraordinary experiences are 
experiences that have certain kind of characteristics, like um, they're dramatic, uh, they're novel, um, metaphoric and transferable, just to name a few, uh, because they actually help people go through transformation. So if collaboration is truly working inside an organization within community, then you are creating extraordinary experiences because people are going to go through a transformation with you. And that's the connection that I draw. Yeah, let's uh, let's take your uh, wisdom, the, the next step for our listeners. So we've talked about uh, extraordinary experiences. What's the connection between extraordinary experiences and workplace culture? Ah, uh, yes. Well, if... My definition of workplace culture is it's about human interactions and the artifacts that result from interactions. They're together, uh, whether it's community, whether it's workplaces, whether it's a charitable organization. When we gather together to work together and use collaboration, um, then there are these interactions that take place. And the artifacts that come from them are things like products and services and experiences and what I've sort of noticed over time is that this whole sense of extraordinary experiences is something that you can create in the workplace culture but more so if you're really working well in your workplace culture and you're you're creating it and supporting it it can become an extraordinary experience it can become metaphoric and transferable and novel and dramatic in such a way that it actually offers people a place to transform their, their lives, whether personally and professionally. So there is this really wonderful link between extraordinary experiences and workplace culture. Yeah, it sounds, it is so attractive. It's thrilling when I hear you describe extraordinary experiences in the workplace. You know, we we have so much opportunity right there. Now to to uh, take this a little further, is collaboration a fundamental element of workplace culture? Then, Stephen. Oh yes, <laughs> I I will dance with that one, David. That that is true. Uh, collaboration is so important to workplace culture because this this collaboration that we're talking about allows. Um, a person to, to certainly share their their voice and their position. Um, it also gives them an opportunity to share their uh, what they're masterful at, what they can contribute, and um, gives um, gives them a chance to uh, to share what, uh, their authority, right, where where they're coming from. And if everyone is collaborating in a way in which you can share the you know what you're masterful about and your voice and position and um, your authority. And we, we use the collaborative concepts that you've talked about through shows and, and, other, and also through your book, David. And I know we've had lots of conversations about it. Um, that collaboration is one of the fundamentals to the organizational workplace culture. And I would certainly encourage people to learn more about collaboration and how it applies to uh, workplaces. Yeah, I, I started the show at the top of the hour with respect to uh, what's the energy or the feeling that our listeners have in their organizations, in their communities, in their families. Is it 
is an extraordinary experience. This is this is energizing. This is attractive. Like, how do we get more of that? It is yes. uh, uh, very appealing. So oh, I, I I agree wholeheartedly on that. And the thing is, with extraordinary experiences, the experience is actually determined by the participant. You can set it in motion. Uh, like from an educator point of view, manager, leader, you can set it in motion, but it's the, the employee, the customer, who actually gets the, um, the opportunity to say uh, where, they're, uh, where they're going with it at being extraordinary or not. Yeah. So there's a, it's not extraordinary, like more mundane. It's extraordinary. Yes. And I like how you said it, ex- extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what, you know, just so our leaders and listeners around the globe can get a sense of an extraordinary experience. Can you, would you uh, provide us either a, an example or a, a feeling? You know, what, what is extraordinary like? Well, let's just go back to experience. So all learning, life is about experiences, okay? Um, But the extraordinary is those characteristics I gave you. So you might look at the vista, uh, um, this really wonderful mountain range, and it'll be an experience. The extraordinary might be is you might take a photograph and use it to write something about the mountains. Um, I'll give you one that's personal to me very quickly, I had an experience in Uganda where a machine gun came through uh, the window of the vehicle. And for three minutes, I was questioned about where I was going. And there's a lot of things happened during that time. But when I left that experience, it became extraordinary because it was a young soldier. And she was about 14 or 15 years of age holding a machine gun pointed at me. And I call her my three-minute mentor. To me, that's an extraordinary. <laughs> that's an extraordinary experience. Extraordinary. I can feel that one. I can feel the adrenaline in my veins. So, before we finish, Stephen, what's one thing that you would challenge our listeners to do, be, or change? Hmm. Well, in in the theme of where we're going, I think it would be words matter and really listen to the words that someone's sharing with you because they're actually giving you clues as how you can help them to help you manage lead. It gives you clues in how you can collaborate with them. It gives you clues about how you can create an extraordinary experience that might be of great value to them. So words matter. Dr. Stephen Hobbs, the great digital nomad, Uh, And as you can tell, listeners, he has a wealth of experience. That's W-E-L-L-T-H of experience in his wealth movement. Stephen, thank you so much for uh, sharing your wisdom with us today. Well, thank you, David. It was great. And uh, best wishes to you and certainly to your listeners. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to David at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. So today in our radio show, we've had the wisdom of Dr. Stephen Hobbs and Mike Thompson, two amazing men who... uh, bring nature, bring challenge, bring mountains (laughs) into the conversation and extraordinary experiences. So let's move on. Let's, let's, let's go into the, the uh, final section where we talk about something that Mike raised, the complexity. Today, our world is filled with complex challenges. Yeah. As leaders, when our response to complex challenges is duality, i.e. right versus wrong, right versus left, business versus environment, uh, management versus people and staff, politicians versus media. You know, we'll encounter increasing resistance, frustration, and failure. So how do we break through to our yes? Now, think about newly elected President Trump, the American president, and his days and days of executive orders. President Trump believes he is fighting terrorism, yet his, quote, Muslim ban has outraged millions across the globe. Many are questioning whether America is safe for them. Many believe America is great and we need a far better understanding of others. Many believe that President Trump is exactly what is needed now. Personally, I believe America is a great nation that is becoming increasingly divided. And I'm sad to even say those words. My friends and family members that live and work in the United States are finding that they can no longer even talk with their friends and family about American politics. Anger, pride, ego, frustration, and more. I am right. Therefore, you must be wrong. Brothers and sisters can't talk. They see the world so differently. What if none of us are right or wrong? 
What if there was no winner or loser? What if there is no certainty? What if together we could actually find a better insight and strategy to move forward? What might we learn together? What might we learn by engaging a wide diversity of backgrounds, perspectives, and expertise? So late January, former and last leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, was quoted in the Washington Post. He listed some problems. The militarization of politics and the new arms races. You know, it's militarization of politics and the new arms races. I thought we were done with that, but we seem to be sliding backwards. Mikhail talks about tanks and weapons in Europe being placed closer together as if to shoot point blank. Think about the Ukraine. Gorbachev is quoted as saying, it all looks as if the world is preparing for war. Now, whether you love Ronald Reagan or Mikhail Gorbachev, they were the ones that came to the brink and stepped back for the benefit of the world. You know, do like Mikhail and Ronald did, where cooperation and mutual disarmament may have averted World War III. Around the planet, we seem to be growing angrier, angrier and more isolated as leaders, as people. You know, where's that getting us? Do we want to be pounding our chests, excluding building walls? To avert World War III in our planet, in your organization, and at home, seek diversity of perspectives. Listen deeply and find the collective wisdom that will solve our challenges rather than enlarge them. Listen and respect one another. In my book, I offer the 10 essential steps to collaboration. Of the 10, number four is seek diversity. Number three is embrace conflict. Number 10 is make it so. In my book, my friend David Melia from the University of Calgary Haskane School of Business writes, Can we collaborate when our selfish, polarized views are in conflict with those we should be collaborating with? In business, we have a name for a group of folks who all get along and have the same opinion on something. It's called groupthink. And it's not good for business. I would put forward that this is David Melia. I would put forward that true collaboration is a willingness to have a set of people with diverse competencies, worldviews, and experiences with the added ingredient of wanting to pursue a clear and concise objective, come together in a safe space to talk about their position and how they hope to add value to reach that objective, even if it's not in alignment with others. Thank you, David, for that. If we seriously wish to improve our team's performance, we must work together better. This means inside and outside with all our stakeholders. Success always, yes, success always requires collaboration and collaboration over time. It's not an event and you can't do it by yourself. So look at the 10 essential steps. You can download them for free at davidbsavage.com. How do we figure out what we are doing, what's needed now? Remember, what gets measured gets done. When we choose to seriously check where we are, I invite you to work 
with our Collaborative Leadership 360 assessment. Check it out on our website. Here are some key questions from that Collaborative Leadership assessment. We talked about values, we talked about foundations, we talked about agility, we've talked about extraordinary experiences. Now, are you able to adjust to changes that take place during the collaborative process? These are questions from the assessment. Are your meetings purpose-driven and focused on the end results? Do you allow different people to lead at different times and support shared leadership? Are you open to new ideas or realizations? Do you truly cultivate the capability of others? When conflict arises, do you address it proactively? Do you have an approach, guidelines, agreements in advance? Another question in the 360 assessment, remember this is, 360 means people that work for you and that you work for and your peers on either side rate you and we all rate each other and then we assess it see where the gaps and the strengths are and design the improvement process how often do you seek to collaborate with clients and stakeholders in the process of change so i really encourage you to go through my collaborative leadership and team development 360 assessment. The intention is to drive better results through better ideas, processes, and teamwork. Yeah. Take any one of the questions on the the assessment and discuss it with your people at each weekly meeting. Start now. Start today. This needs to be an evolutionary experience. Do it now. Start these conversations every week. So, what do I, what do I, where's the um, 360 assessment and your culture of collaboration? How does it fit? What's the process that I'm encouraging you to do? Well, in my progressive offering, we do an exploratory analysis and focus. We provide you the Collaborative Leadership 360 assessment and all of its benefits. We look at a new process design. What's the system, the culture that you want to create and build upon? Then we look at your business development, leadership, and team development programs and agreements. Yeah, the agreements to set up accountabilities. I offer a collaborative workbook for teams, a learning guide. And I also offer webinars, workshops, books, videos, and podcasts. Yeah, so far I've got, um, there's a 27 with uh, 50 guests now. You can go to Voice America, iTunes, or my website. Most of this is free. If you really want to do the work, engage me. And, of course, one-on-one coaching. Let's, let's hold this space. It's not an event. Let's do a combination of assessments, coaching, system redesign and encouragement to develop that agility, trust, innovation, and courage. So now imagine yourself as a champion in your work in 2020. You and your organization are celebrating a huge breakthrough. What's the feeling? 
when together you've accomplished what no one had dreamed possible. You've had that extraordinary experience. You feel elated, you're agile, you've done it. You're seen as one of the very best. And you see your team as completely ready to take on the next opportunities. Feel your success, yeah, let it resonate within you. What is your success? Feel that, want it, want that extraordinary experience. Develop the agility. So here's a way to do it. Here's my three steps that I offer this week. My call to action. Number one, how do you assess and evaluate your leadership and team performance? Yeah, how do you assess and evaluate? You stick, you know, stick a wet finger up in the wind and see which way it's blowing, or is, are you going to be serious about this collaborative leadership and culture and innovation in this complex world? Second step. Once you've thought about how you assess and evaluate your leadership and team performance, second one is, what services make best sense to you to start making this progressive change? Is it a 360 assessment that I offer or SVI offers? Is it online learning? I offer webinars. Is it in-person workshops? Is it coaching by me or others that you've talked to, heard from, Stephen, Mike, Bob, David, uh, Tristan, Martin, how do you really focus? How do you step in to what's possible? Join one of my ongoing leadership circles. It's like a president's club, but it's a diverse group of saying what's possible and how do we collaborate across organizations. Yeah, I offer a lot. There's lots to be understood and gained and capital, capitalized on. Yeah, capitalized. Take advantage. Don't be part of the herd. Get out there. So number three, what will you do right now to start, to move forward? What are you committing to? And I guess in this moment, in that spirit of collaboration, I'll make you an offer. Any listener that contacts me by March 1 and refers to this radio show, this podcast, I'll give you and your organization 15% off the price of any of the packages that I offer. Yeah, 15% reduction. You just contact me and say that you heard this offer on this radio show. Let's move forward. So take a look at all of this at davidbsavage.com. Take a look at all of this at SVI and Mike Thompson, the Wealth Movement, and Dr. Stephen Hobbs. There are Many people able to help you move forward, many great people. Part of my honor is the ability that I have to connect people globally, connecting with you. I'd love to hear your feedback, your challenges, your diverse perspectives. David at David B. Savage, send it to me and let's talk about it. Let's build this culture of collaboration globally and in our families and organizations. With Dr. Stephen Hobbs and Mike Thompson, we've talked about leadership, legacy, 
organizational culture, assessments, and tools to help organizations perform better together, and much more. Remember, in collaboration, we are looking to break out of normal and break through to fresh and exciting insights and possibilities. We're faced with disruption and complexity and challenge and conflict. How agile can we be? How inclusive, how extraordinary can we be? How successful might we be? So I encourage you, assess and evaluate, you know, measure it, make a choice of what I offer to you, what Stephen offers, Mike offers, and many others. I can make recommendations to contact me if you've got a specific issue. If we can't handle it, I'll tell you who I know that I respect and can refer you to. But do it now. Thank you for listening today. This has been an important conversation. I'm glad you're part of it. Now let's work together better. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.